What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. The Commanders win. We defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, who were 8-0, and and they had all this hype. You know, they were talking all this trash, you know, about how good they are, and there were people talking about an undefeated season for the Eagles, but we beat the Eagles. Um, let me put this hat on real quick. You know what I'm saying? I got to represent, and I got to represent well. Got the Kerrigan jersey on. Uh, not only that, I got my guy Hans in the building, man. What's good, brother? What's good? What's good? What's goody, man? How you doing, man? Everything hey, good? I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling good, feeling great, man. Feeling good, feeling great. Funny thing is, I said to myself last night, I said, look, if the Commanders win this game, I'm going to buy some Commanders gear. So now I got to buy some Commanders gear. I didn't buy Washington football gear. We wore the Washington football team. I see, the chain, I see the chain. I see you, man. I see you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I said I was not going to buy Washington football gear. Mm. They weren't bad. I just, you know, because I knew they were, you know, main change and all of that. So eventually I will get some Washington football gear as well. But I am the commander's gear. I believe that we won this game. To be honest, I had the mindset, and I'm going to be real, I had the mindset that we were going to lose 45 to like 12 or something like that. Because they haven't given us any reason to say we can dominate or even beat a, a pretty good team. You know, like, here was my keys to the game. I got to pull up my keys to the game. I did a pod before this game, right? And I wrote down my keys to the game. But give me your reaction. What is your reaction after this big win by the commanders? No, I think I think it definitely put the NFL on notice. Um, I agree with you. Uh, you know, about, first of all, about the gear. We knew it wasn't going to be Washington football team, so I, didn't, I don't blame you. I didn't buy into that gear. <laughs> um, but I was like, hey, man, you know, if this was going to be the name, I might as well get a shirt or two. Like I told you before, I live in Miami. It's not easy to get my hand on gear. So uh, some of the boys from one of the group chat I'm in, uh, they looked out and they got one and they sent it to me. I paid for it and stuff. But um, about the game itself, uh, I agree, man. I wasn't I wasn't too optimistic about winning uh, with the offense that the Eagles have been putting on, how they've been dominating everybody. I think the style of play that we play is going to be hard to play, um, you know, to play a close game if we didn't play exactly the way we needed to play, right? You need to jump out on the lead. You need to keep the lead because um, the style that we play, you go down two touchdowns and you're chasing the game the entire time and the run game goes out. And we all know how Scott has been in the past when it comes to the run game. He doesn't right. really fully commit all the time. Right. Um, but it, the formula kept working because we stuck with it. But – um, I think we definitely put the NFL on notice. Um, you know, now looking back at the Vikings game, it kind of sucks that we blew that 10-point lead because that would be five wins in a row. Yep. And we would be rolling. And, and you know, I'm, you know, I give respect where respect is due. Eight wins is eight wins in the NFL. It's hard to do. But yep. I also, just like I feel, ourselves haven't played a bunch of ton co a, a, a tough competition. I don't mm -hmm. feel the Giants have played a lot of tough competition, and I don't feel like the Eagles have played a lot of tough competition. Now, right. they've done what they had to do because they're a good team, and they've yeah. won against those you know, those teams in those games, and, they, and they've done it in dominating fashion. But this is a classic example why you don't underestimate a team and you don't take them lightly. I think Philadelphia took us lightly. Yeah. Um, they had that whole special on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You know, America was behind them. But the problem <laughs> is 
you can't forget, man, division rival games, the records go out the door, man. We know you better than you know yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like uh, the head coach, Sirianni, he seemed real cocky all week and all that stuff. And that's what happens, man. Like the what you put out there is what your locker room gets behind. So I feel the vibe that he put out was like, hey, we should be able to do this. We should keep it rolling. I feel like they look past us. Right. And, and, and Taylor's the type of guy that I, I feel like the team definitely rallies around. And – um, yeah, he's erratic at times, but yeah. last night was one of those nights where he was clicking. And, yep. and, and what I love, man, what I love, man, the most um, about him compared to a guy like Wentz is the fact that he understands get Terry the ball. You don't sign a guy for that much money, man, and then not get him the ball all year yep. and not have games like that. Thank like you. the man. Thank should, you. We got weapons like Samuel, who did a really good job last night. Dotson, who just him being out there, it helps our yep. offense. Even exactly. if he didn't get the ball a lot. So it's like there's no excuse anymore to to double Terry. And even when they did last night and even when they have in the past with the terrible quarterback play that we had, Terry still shows he can make plays and he's hard to stop regardless. So Mm -hmm. now we should be looking for him all the time. Um, The only thing about the offense that I wish that we could get going a little bit more because the run game was going and the passing game was going is I think we need to, and, and it's been due to injury, but we need to definitely get tight ends involved more. If we can get that aspect going, and get a full complement of our offense rolling at the same time, I think it's going to put a lot more pressure on teams. And a tight end is important for a guy like Taylor who only throws 15, 20-yard routes, right. you know, because that's a safety valve. It's a mismatch underneath. You're yep. giving him more weapons to be able to, to play well to what his strengths are, which is keep the ball close to the line of scrimmage, you know, not worrying about stretching the ball downfield. And if, you, if you're throwing underneath, safety is going to come up, they're going to bite, and eventually you're going to get those one-on-ones with Terry – and yep. at the, when, when he's 20 yards deep, you could already let it go for a deep ball. He catches it 30 yards out, and then, he, right. you know, whatever he does with that yak is just a plus for us, you know? Right. And, you know, people people get mad at Terry. I mean, uh, not Terry, but Taylor, and say he can't throw the deep ball. To me, a deep ball is 40 yards. Like, I know he can't throw 70 yards. 40 yards is enough. If you can get a, a pass 40 yards and the guy's in stride, he can do the rest. So he doesn't need to throw 50 yards, doesn't need to throw 60 yards. He just needs to throw a accurate enough pass. Like that beautiful pass he threw to Terry, that was about about 40. It was about 40. It was dropped in the bread basket. I mean, it was so perfect. And it, it looked like a throw that Carson Wentz can make. We know that Wentz can make those throws at ease. But the thing with Wentz is he's not as smart as Taylor is. If you look at the numbers of sacks between these two guys, the last time the Eagles played us, right, they sacked Carson Wentz, maybe was it nine times or something? Nine times. Yeah, nine times. So they tried that mess over here. They couldn't do it. Number one, now you're seeing Taylor Heineke with all of his weapons, right? The reason why the tight end doesn't get involved is because you got J.D. McK- I mean, well, J.D. McKissick when he's healthy. You got Antonio Gibson. And then you have also Curtis Samuel, who are also doing some of those intermediate things. So it's like Logan is there, too. But it's like he has so many options, you know. And I think Taylor is so selective on where he's going. But he knows. He knows that when you need a big play, you go to Terry. He did it in the Indianapolis game. He did it in the uh, Packers game. And he did it in this game several times. If you look at the target share, it was crazy. It was like Terry had like all the targets and everybody else had like one or two. I mean, it was bananas. But you knew that they couldn't stop him. 
Absolutely. And he was open, so you got to go to your bread and butter. It just uh -huh. made sense. And when you throw it and you catch it, you got to keep throwing it until he stops catching it. So he was hot. We was tearing up Slay. Slay's supposed to be this great corner. He's good. He's good. He's good. But Terry is better. I mean, Terry, he Terry loves that matchup. And the thing is, when you see Terry, even against Jare Alexander, who I respect, I think he's one of the better corners, one of the best corners in the league, he dominated against him. So you, we know how good Terry is. It's just that we've not, we never had that consistent quarterback that can elevate Terry's play. But one thing that we do know is that Taylor Heineke, he knows where to go with the ball. Now, sometimes he is looking at, at, at McLaurin too much and not looking at elsewhere. But he knows if it's one-on-one and you throw that ball up, even Terry said it yesterday, he goes, he gives us 50-50 balls. Terry catches him. Curtis has made some great, like, people think Curtis is just a spot guy. I have seen Curtis go up and catch some passes this year that, that have been impressive, including that game when he had that 50-yard, you know, touchdown from Taylor. I mean, so Taylor brings that excitement. There was some 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 tangible plays that makes you say, you know what, this guy's smart. That high snap, he gets the ball, quick thinking, throws it out of bounds. Uh -huh. Carson Wentz is going to trip on his own foot, and it's a touchdown for the Eagles. That's Another interesting uh, play was when he took that knee. He took the knee. He was like, you know what, first of all, let's keep this clock running. So he took the knee, and people usually don't take a knee. The defender didn't know what was going on. Matter of fact, he was hit by two guys, you know? So talk to me about that play. Like, what was your mindset when you saw him take a knee in that position? Not throw it away, take a knee. I mean, that was that was huge. It was. It was. And I'm going to tell you right now, to me, I judge a player off growth, right? Can you show me that you can grow? Mm -hmm. You know why that showed me so much growth is because we all know that Taylor's biggest – Strength and weakness is that he's got that far in him, right? He's a gunslinger. Yep. And when something like that happens, usually players like that, they're still going to live and die by it, and they're going to mm -hmm. try to force it and get a first down. But he understood the time management. He said, you know what? My, we have a lead. My defense has been playing lights out. So instead of forcing the first down, hey, we'll punt it. And where we were in the field, even if you punt the ball, you're pinning them deep. They have to go the length of the field. So yep. that's having typical awareness a great awareness yep. of the game, the field management, where you are, and and all those things. And 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 you know, the thing that really pisses me off about a guy like Carson is like, look, man, you're a pro. You started way more years and way more many games than than Taylor has. Mm -hmm. and, okay, you're new to our team. I get that. <coughs> I understand. It takes time to build connections with people, yep. but you also have been in the league. You see what a guy like McLaurin, <laughs> he's proved himself. Yep. Why yep. do you throw him the ball? Yeah, it, exactly. The man, the man has shown. First of all, you got a cannon of an arm. The yep. man has shown you that he has played great consistently for years with terrible quarterback play, mm -hmm. made plays. Whether it's double coverage, single coverage, no matter what it is, get him the ball. And that was one of the most frustrating things. But you know what, though? Here's my rebuttal to that. And I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Remember, Terry had a contract situation. Yes, yes, I yes. Time to, of, of getting used to it in camp and all that. And I get yeah. that. I get that. I get yeah, that. So, but the wise thing for Wentz to do is say, hey, Terry, I know that you're working on your contract, but can we meet? Can we get somewhere and get some timing things done? That's what a leader would have done. You know, you would have you thought that 
Wentz would have reached out. And I also think because of that contract issue might have been the reason that these two guys couldn't really gel. They couldn't gel. But you can see that the rapport that Taylor Heineke and McLaurin have, it's, it, it goes back from last season and even the season before. You know, they have that rapport. And Taylor Heineke knows that if he goes there, he's going to catch it. Taylor Heineke hasn't really built a rapport with Curtis Samuel yet. Right, he hasn't really built a rapport with some of these other guys, even Dayami Brown, Dayami Brown, maybe a little bit, but it's like he goes, he knows, yo, I'm trying to keep my job, I'm trying to elevate my game, I know where to go, <laughs> and if I go here, I trust him because he's bailed me out a few times and I throw crazy passes up in the air <laughs> with my eyes closed. I know he's gonna jump up, catch it, put his body in harm's way, and he's done it over and over and over again. So Absolutely. At, at the end of the day, Manny, you got to go to your best players, man. And you're absolutely right. And I already thought about that before I even said that statement about him having pulled out with a contract. But it goes back to what I was saying before that point. You have been a pro in this league. You have seen Terry do it for four plus years. Yep. Like, <laughs> make that rapport happen. When he right. start feeding him the ball, practice, throw to him. You know what you got in him. You got a weapon that you're not going to have on any other team. Not only that, we've all said this before. The thing with Carson, this is the first time he's had the best weapons he's ever had in the NFL. In the Colts, in the Colts, he had Perriman. I mean, in Philadelphia, he had a couple receivers, but they were mediocre. Exactly. Now you've got three solid receivers. Listen, man, this is the way I see it. In the beginning game against Jacksonville, you're favoring Jahan Dotson, a rookie. Come on, dog. Come on. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. go, go to Terry. It doesn't take yeah. rock chance to do that, dog. Right. You, you have not had a lot of time to build with this rookie either. So what's mm-hmm. the point? Yeah, he was there in camp when you first started. So what, man? Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have game experience. He's right. not the person that Terry is, and he right. is not. It, he has not proven to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like right. picking potential in a girlfriend, or, or or picking a winning girlfriend that you know has proven. Hey, she's <laughs> dude, like Ace, she's the she's the one. Like, but but I'm gonna go on the off this potential. Okay, I get it. I'm not saying Jahan's not gonna be good, but. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't mind that he picks Samuel because Samuel gets a lot of good matches, right? right? So he gets to go against the weaker DB on each team, and he has speed and he's dynamic. I get that, but you got to get Terry the ball, and that's what exactly. I love. And I think Terry's always open. He's always open. This is the same Terry that we've been seeing since the season started. So it's not like oh, uh, Terry's been open. There, yeah. you can go back and look at the tape. There were times when Terry's open. He just doesn't look there. It's like he's blind. You have to know who your first read is, your second read, your third, and so forth. You got to know when it's a third down situation, Terry has to be your first read. Yep. And that's why Taylor Haneke has been so successful because he knows where to go on third down on the first read. But I got some uh, got some numbers for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I did, I did a, a stream about maybe three or four days ago before this game, and I said, here are my keys to the game. I said, if the commanders can run, can run the ball for 120 yards, I like our chances at winning. I said, if the commanders can get six sacks, I like our chances at winning. I said, if the commanders can just be plus one in the turnover battle, I like my chances of winning this game. And then I said, if we can keep the Eagles to 22 points, I like my chances of winning this game. So now I'm going to go into the stat book <laughs> and look at the actual number. I know you were pretty dead on. <laughs> hey, 
And the thing is, I, I, I was just so proud of myself for that pod that I didn't even want to. And the funny thing is, that pod never made it to the audio. I'm so sad about that because my stream yard filled up, so I couldn't extract it. So now I have to figure out another way to kind of get that pod onto the audio portion of it. But it's crazy because, like you said, some of these things I, I was spot on, right? But I want to pull up the exact numbers, and then we're going to dissect this, this, this thing one by one just to see how accurate or how close I was or wasn't. I know we ran for more than 120. I'm just trying to pull up the exact oh, yeah, for sure. the exact numbers. I think the exact numbers might have been somewhere around 150, but I want to pull it up. Where is it? Where is it? Eagles. Um, so, I mean, Brian Robinson. Talk to me about, about Brian Robinson while I'm pulling up this. this uh, well, here. the good thing about Brian Robinson is we all know he's not 100% healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I think when he's 100% healthy, we're really going to see what we could do. But yeah. the thing is, it's not just about that. It's yep. just that him and Terry complement each other perfectly. Yep. Yep. And I was, I was telling my brother last night we were watching the game, and they had like one or two runs where they gave Gibson the ball up the middle. And I'm not, yeah. he's shown that he could do it, but that's right. not what do with him. You get the ball outside with him. And every time he was getting the ball outside, he was picking up eight, ten yards, some first downs. And Brian Robinson, he runs hard. Let me tell you something. Anytime we need a short yardage first down in the past with Gibson, we get stuffed on a fourth and one, third and one, all those things. But with Brian Robinson, that does not happen. It does not exist. Like, he will get those yards. Last night, a perfect example is that goal line run. Or that one where he almost had the first down, he's dragging guys behind him. I mean, that's the type of guy that you're getting. That's that bell cow. And we all saw in preseason how good his hands are and how he could catch. I'm excited when we add that dynamic to the offense. But it's still, like I said, it since he is recovering from the injury, he's not fully there yet. And then at the end of the day, the last stat that I would say that matters about that the most is Scott Turner. What does he feel like calling that day? Because when he goes away from the run, it, it doesn't help us. And it doesn't help a guy like Taylor. I think that a guy like Taylor has helped Scott Turner because he knows he doesn't have a fancy toy like what he thinks is Carson Wentz where he could just drop back and throw the ball every single, almost every single down. So he has to help Taylor by running the ball, and that has definitely helped our offense. Uh, but I think Brian Robinson is, is going to be great. I think he's just going to get better and better as the season goes on. And the fact, the last point I'll make, the fact that he didn't play the first four games of the season – you know how it is. The rookies hit the rookie walls. It's the same thing with Jahan Dotson, right? You need they're going to um, they're going to probably be a little bit fresher down the stretch because they got that time to rest. Yeah, they were recovering from injuries, but they still weren't playing, and um, it'll almost be like playing a college schedule for them. So that I'm excited for as well. But uh, if you got the numbers, go ahead and you know. We'll yes, sir. I got the numbers. So I said the the eagle. I mean, the Commanders need to rush. For 120 yards, we rushed for 152 as a team. Okay. That was beautiful. We had great. 86 yards from Brian Robinson Jr. We had 44 from Gibson. We had 12 from Curtis Samuel. And then we had 10 from Taylor Heineke. So we ran the ball 49 times. I love it. 49 times. We passed the ball 29 times. And that's the formula. I saw somebody on Twitter say, hey, because when you watch that game versus uh, – it was like Carolina versus ATL, I think, uh-huh. that Thursday night game. And it was raining, and the Panthers ran the ball like crazy. They ran more yep. than they passed. 
And I, I stood by that guy. I said, yes, we need to run more than the pass. That's just a, a formula for success. And we ran the ball. We controlled the clock. So I said 120. We rushed for 152. Mm -hmm. I said six sacks. We got one sack. And the only reason why we got one sack was because of time of possession. We were shutting them out. Sometimes yep. it was getting outs. I mean, we contained Jalen Hurts. When they told me that Holcomb and Mayo wasn't going to play, I know Mayo isn't all that, but Mayo is one of our top linebackers. And because of depth reasons, Jamie Davis stepped up. So we didn't really need to sack them six times. We contained them enough. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I said we need some turnovers. I've been praying, crying, craving for some turnovers. Turnovers, I mean, we cannot create them. It's been bad. And I said we need to be plus one. We were plus two. You know, that last one was a gift. I'll take it, though. I'll take it. It's still a turnover. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I don't care how it comes. Exactly. <laughs> We've yeah. gotten screwed many of times being Commander fans. You know how it goes. Exactly. We never go our way. So exactly. I don't feel sorry for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And then the last thing I said, keep the Eagles to 22 points. We kept them to 21. So, I mean, it was a miracle. And I didn't know how we were going to score more than 21 points. But I just knew somehow, some way. And shout out to Joey Sly. I was just about to tell you that that was the unsung hero of the game. A 58-yarder and a 55-yarder. And that wind was blowing, man. Man. That was huge. Those points were huge, man, because it kept the separation where it needed to be. I mean, even the one right before halftime, like, you know, we were trying to run a little two-minute offense, and I'm like, look at us. Look at us running the two-minute offense. We never run no two-minute offense. And nice. we started from our own, you know, from our own, you know, I'm like, I don't know about this. Somehow, some way, we said, okay, we're going to kick this field goal. And to be honest, I'm like, man, we're about to miss this thing. He knocks it down. And that was one of the more most exciting plays. Like that kick was more exciting than the touchdowns. To be honest, the touchdowns were like, yeah, touchdown. Manny, when in the hell do we, being a Commanders <laughs> fan, we do we even make fifty-plus yard field goals, let alone a fifty-eight yarder? Man, like that's how you just know it was a bit to, to be our night. Like when Juice got burned, and I was like, oh man, right? And and he got up, and he got up, and he and he stripped the ball, and we picked it up. I said, oh, this is just one of those nights. We're just this meant is to win it. You know? Everything was perfect. Uh -huh. Jamin Davis, he face maxed the guy, right? It didn't get called. <laughs> it didn't get called. Usually that they, they get called on us. So this is oh painful. yeah, for sure. So he's holding the guy, but I was I didn't even care about that. What I wanted was for somebody to come and crush Godert. I love Godert. He's my fantasy tight end. But that guy, what's his name? Uh, Ridgeway came from the top and just boom got on he's top. He's played well, man. He's played yeah, really he well for us. Yeah, he broke. He broke. Godard. He's out for like four yep. weeks or something. Like a couple that. weeks. Yeah. yeah and man. you know, you know, you know, you know what's funny, Manny, is that look at our secondary. You got two third round picks in Fuller and Juice. You got a yep. fifth round pick in Force, and you got a seventh round pick in Cam Curl. <laughs> it just shows you, man, if you can have good coaching and you can have the right players, yep. and that just shows you, we didn't need Will Jackson, and we whiffed on that because we did not pick somebody who runs a system that we run. It's yep, not yep. to say Will Jackson's not a good corner. It's just right. he's a man guy. We play a lot more zone. The fact right. that our back end and our front end are so solid, right. it helps mask whatever yep. we have going on with the linebackers. Boston mm -hmm. did a pretty good job last night. You know right. what I'm saying? Jamin Davis stepped up. Like We had guys do what they got to do, and I don't know if we'll get Cole back this week, but if we do, it's just 
it, it's all going to come down to if the offense, if the offense can be, which is there's something we've said many of times, if they could be middle tier of the NFL, right. we right. can win games because our right. defense is that good and they keep us in games, man. Right. Now, they don't create all the turnovers. They're not one of the top fantasy defenses, right. but they don't allow you. They bend, but they don't break. Right. And, you know? and here's, what, here's what I want out of the offense. Like you said, you want them to be middle tier. They don't have to be the best. If we can just sustain some drives and kick some field goals, look, I'm not saying I'm okay with five field goals, but I'm okay with five field goals if it's some 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 pretty good drives that, that, that got some chunk you know yards. I mean – the problem with the offense was it was too many three and outs. It was too many slow starts. How this game started, come on. We fumble right there. They score. They're getting excited. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to dominate these guys. Then they come back like, you know, I mean, I think after that score, we, we drove, right? We drove. Like, was it 15 play, seven minutes, something like that, eight minutes, and we scored. That was like the confidence builder. Like, you might have a chance. Then they come and score. You know, we come back. We had five straight scoring possessions. That's crazy, man. And that's what it's about. It's not about. It's not about uh, punt. Punt. And and, and Tressway is a guy we see more in every Redskins Commanders game than anybody ever. And it was like you didn't even notice him last night. He was never on the field. He didn't punt until like. Third, late third quarter or something like that. So, I mean, what I was seeing was just amazing. Like, I was in shock. We made plays on third downs. We converted third downs, and we stopped them on third downs. That never happens. It was like it was like space jam. When you touch the ball and you turn – we turn into something that we haven't been. Like, I have never seen this team. Like, it's been a long time. Since I can say we've gotten a win like this, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you know what happens with that, Manny? It's 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 a very simple thing, and it's something that that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to that the team believes in Taylor Heineke. Yep, he has made them bring their confidence to where they feel that they can win games. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is still playing at the same level, but what he's doing is that he's all elevating the offense. And at the same yep. time as he's elevating the offense, he's elevating the whole vibe of the team. And the yep. defense wants to go out there and say, hey, let's stop him. Let's give the offense another chance because they're going to be able to score. Now, if our defense could keep getting turnovers, they're going to be scary. Because like I said, they don't they don't get turnovers, but if they do, and then if they start turning those turnovers into scores, whether it's on offense or they just pick it up and just take it to the crib. Even if or, it's a field goal. Even if it's a field goal, I'll take that. Like, can we get a I'll short field? It's points or points, man, and you need like, it in the NFL. It's like, can we get a, a, a I mean, a short field? Like, because we don't get it for special. Like, bro, every time Dax Mill gets the ball, even yesterday when he got that punt, like, I was praying. I was like, please don't fumble. Please don't fumble. Please yep. don't fumble. I mean, because, you know, anything could happen. Like, I was not comfortable with the game until it was done. Like, until it said zero, zero, zero. Yep. Even when they had the ball, they can throw it. 90-yard pass, and then they win. You know, those are the types of things that happen in Washington. Like, we've had so many Hail Marys converted on us, right, uh-huh. in the past couple of seasons. So I'm like, I said, I'm not going to celebrate. I'm not going to talk trash. I'm not tweeting anything. I'm not texting nobody until it says zero, 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 and commanders win. So it was real interesting. But one thing that I, I love about Taylor Heineke is that when you look at him, he's a likable guy. He He's a leader. He celebrates everything. When the field goal went in, he was like, yeah, you know, hands up. When, you know, he got hit first down, he's excited. He's like, you know, 
pumping everybody up. The, the crowd that we had there were, were excited. The team was excited. You can see Chase Young, like, he's excited. Like, he's, man, he man, he wants to get out there. He's coming out there to play the Houston Texans next week. That can be a game that can be a trap if we're not careful. I think we need to come with the same intensity. We need to look at the Texans like, yo, these guys are 9-0. and You know, these guys are undefeated. So we can come out with that same fire. Because I'm telling you, guys like David Mills and some of these dudes, they, they, they can surprise you. And they're hungry, man. They're hungry. Remember, they're, they're hungry. they have a losing mentality. Not not losing, but, like, they come from a losing culture like we do. Yep. So they're, yep. they're, they get tired of losing, too. They, they yep. think a lot like we do, like that underdog mentality. And I'm going to yep. tell you, going back to what you said about Chase Young, whenever he plays, whether it's next week or the week after that, I'm bringing him in off the bench, and I'm bringing him in on third downs. That's yep. just a start. See yep. how he's working. Bring yep. energy in for pass rushes to where he's not having to cut to play the run or anything like that. Is hey, just go get the quarterback. Just play downhill. Don't worry about cuts. Go get him and and make the game easy on him and ease him back into the game. But you don't you don't rely on putting him as a starter um, and making him play right away and doing all the things that regular. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, it what getting him back. What it is is a luxury because the rest of the defensive mm-hmm. line. Is doing what they got to do, even with Mathis out, yep. who we were counting on. Uh, yep. Ridgeway, Ridgeway has stepped up big. Guys in roles, man. Payne is playing for a contract year. We got to find a way to keep him, but he's playing huge. Him and right. Allen are playing well. Like, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, and yep. we, should be, we should be able to compete, man. But I'm going to tell you, if we want to take this next step and be a, a, be a winning team and turn this season around for real, we need to send a statement against the Texans, and we need to dominate. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Beat them thirty to zero, like yep. thirty to yep. twelve, thirty to three. That's when you say, you know what? We're a good team. We yep. came here, we dominated a team that we're supposed to dominate, and that, like, I want them to take Davis Mills and break him. That's what you do. You Absolutely. treat Davis Mills as he's a rookie. You treat him as he has no experience. Yep. You treat all these. Who was uh, Nico Collins? Who was Brandon Cooks? You dominate these guys. Yep. You you control the line of scrimmage. You run the ball. You control the clock because they love to run the ball as well. You know, Davis Mills. But one thing I can say about the commanders is that the run defense has been stellar all year. Outside of a few plays that I've seen that I didn't like, like when uh, DeAndre Swift went off on us, you know, you know those first four or five weeks. Yeah, that's the first, second game of the season, you know. Right. But after that, the, the defense have pretty much stopped the run. Yeah. Aaron Jones, I mean, they do a pretty good job. So if you can stop the run, make these guys try to beat us with the pass, send a pass rush, like you said, if Chase Young is in the game, on third downs, right? You send an extra person just to kind of create that one-on-one. Send it, like rush five, rush five. So Chase, you one-on-one, Payne, you're one-on-one, you're one-on-one, you're one-on-one, and let's see what happens. Absolutely. You know, let's see. Can you know? Can we create some havoc? Can we make things hard? Like I want to see a dominating defensive performance. Absolutely, uh, right. It's also a, it's also an opportunity to give even more confidence to the offense. If we yep. win 30 to three game, yep. it's no, the, if, the, if the offense can put together back-to-back weeks of scoring over, let's say 24 points. Right. I mean, man, it should just help the psyche of the team. It should yep. give Taylor more belief. And then people are just gonna have to respect this. And just Scott Turner has to remember, keep the run first, man. And even if it's not working, stick with it. Because our defense is going to keep us in games enough to where you can still run the ball and you don't have to abandon the run games. And if the defense is rested like they were yesterday, yeah, they barely played. 
So I always tell people the run game and the defense goes hand in hand. If the run game is good and the defense is good, it's because they're helping each other. You know, it's just one of those things. So defense goes out there, gets them off the field, offense gets the ball and sustains some drives and field goals are our friends. People think the field goals are bad. Field goals are good, especially if it's a long sustaining drive that you, you know, you put some things together. Then those things start to become touchdowns. Then it's like, okay, we went, you know, we got to the 20. Let's try to get to the 10 next time. Let's try to get to the five. Let's, you know, let's score a touchdown or two. So, um, yeah, I, I am excited uh, for what we've done, what this team is doing, and where this team is going. I lost hands, but it's, it's all okay. I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got to get going in a little bit, but um, yeah, me too, yeah. me too. I'm yeah, I'm ending the stream like in about ten minutes. So whatever you got to go, it's 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 all good, brother. Yeah, man. I would just I would just say my last uh, you know, this will be my last start because I got to get going. Like I said, right. um, but uh, but you know, I'm excited to see what the team does. Um, you know, by the comments that Rivera addressed about the quarterback going forward, to me, it screams that Taylor's going to be the guy. You don't. He's he's done too much. He has the momentum going too much. If you want to have a chance to try to win this in this season, you got to stick with him and ride it out no matter what. Even if he has a win or two, a, a loss or two in a row, you still got to stick with it. He gives us the best opportunity to win. Um, just it is what it is, man. It, Wentz just doesn't seem like he's going to be the guy. We could always revisit that in the off season, but right. ride this hot hand while you can. And uh, and you know, Manny, like always, brother, I appreciate. Always chopping it up and talking ball with you, man. I appreciate you inviting me to come on, man. Hey, anytime you need me, you let me know ahead of time, and um, and and, and we'll make it happen, Captain. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you coming on the show, man. For sure, appreciate my brother. Be yes, easy, sir. man. Talk yes, to sir. You, man. you take care, brother. All right, now. Yes, sir. So, guys, man, that was my guy Hans, man. A real good friend of mine, man. Nose ball. So, Commanders win. I'm still excited. I mean, it's 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 been a great day so far. Uh, but let's look, go ahead and look at some numbers before I go ahead and end this stream in this episode. So Derek Force obviously had an interception, also had a fumble recovery, right? Um, Benjamin St. Juice, people were saying, oh, he sucks, and this, that. I'm like, are you watching the same game that I'm watching? Benjamin St. Juice is a dog. Like, he dominated okay he dominated sometimes he got beat but guess what he he just continues to make plays like there was a time when Jalen Hurst tried to run and gain some yards and then Benjamin St. Juice came in there and smacked him in the mouth so Benjamin St. Juice is, is he's he's big he's physical he's fast he's a good tackler uh Derek Forrest needs to get on the field more Derek Forrest and Cameron Curl amazing Bobby McCain plays some slot um Jamin Davis man led the team in tackles nine tackles uh, shout out to Monte Sweat getting a sack. They applied pressure. They didn't get home uh, more. Like I mean, pressure's good. There were some times that they applied pressure and then they made Jalen Hurts throw a crazy pass or they made Jalen uh, Hurts rush a bit. So that's good. It's not always about sacks. It's about rushing the quarterback and putting him in an uncomfortable situation. So uh, Smith Williams, Jonathan Allen, the defensive line is playing great. And when you add a Chase Young to this group, it's just going to be scary for the NFL. So I love what I saw out of the defense, even the back end, right? I saw tackles for losses. I saw, you know, pass the fence. Um, but when you look at the Eagles, right, they sacked the commanders nine times in the first matchup. And in this matchup, 
they sacked the commanders three times, right? That's a testament to Taylor Heineke. There were times when Taylor Heineke had to take the sack to not do something crazy. Obviously, we did have some take. I mean, some some turnovers, but there are things that we can clean up to be better. <clears throat> I mean, seeing guys like Ridgeway step up, causing a, a fumble. I mean, seeing St. St. Juice causing a fumble. I mean, it was inspiring. Seeing Terry McLaurin catch eight passes for 128 yards, inspiring. These are these are the type of things that when you build these habits, you know, things get better. Now, out of the 25 targets or the 25 targets that were split around for the team, Terry had 11. He caught eight of them. Curtis Samuel had four. Logan Thomas had four. And both guys caught two passes each. Everybody else has had one target. Gibson had three targets, caught all three. So you can kind of see where Taylor Heineke was going with the ball. Like almost half of his uh, attempts went to Terry. Terry made plays. Slade was guarding Terry. He couldn't guard Terry. So these are some of the things that we need to build upon. Now, in the next game, if they take Terry away, then guess what? Then you got Curtis Samuel. You have Jahan. You have Dayami Brown made a heck of a catch. He made a diving. Well, he was sliding down. Caught a 15-yard pass. So shout out to Dayami Brown. Uh, Jahan Dotson caught a pass. So people stepped up. People stepped up. I saw Cam Sims in the game a few times, but he didn't do anything. I thought he was actually going to get a target. He didn't. Um, so love the offense. I love that we ran the ball 49 times. We already talked about that. Uh, shout out to Brian Robinson, man. 86 yards rushing. He, like you say, well, he ran 26 times for 86 yards. There were times when he had to run the ball and the Eagles knew that he had to run the ball. And it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. His yard per carry was better on average, but as the game wore on, there were times when we just had to run the ball. Like, you know, at the end of the game, you know, like you run the ball, they stack the box, you get like a yard, and they call a timeout. So shout out to Brian Robinson, man. There was there was a time when he ran through the middle and he carried like eight or nine guys. I mean, it felt like eight or nine guys, you know. Uh, there was a time when he, you know, he, he uh, rushed, he looked at the goal line, stretched, and boom, touchdowns. Shout out to Antonio Gibson. He took care of the ball. I was a little nervous at times, but he did his thing. 14 carries, 44 yards. So as a team, we, I mean, we averaged 3.1 yard per carry, but it doesn't matter. We ran, it was, it was, it was volume running. Like we, we, we ran 49 times for 152 yards. I'll take that any day of the week. And then we had two rushing touchdowns as well. People look at Taylor Heineke and say, oh, well, he didn't have a touchdown. He didn't, he didn't have an impact in this game. What? He made smart plays. We already talked about those plays, you know, the intangibles, high snap. He gets the ball, throws it out of bounds, takes a knee, draws a rough in the passer, you know, things like that. Shout out to Tressway. We didn't need him much, but Tressway made plays. I mean, penalties were our friends, remember, you know, roughing the, roughing the kicker. Shout out to Joey Sly. We talked about him with his four field goals with two 50-plus field goals with one being a 58-yarder. Everything went well for the commanders. There were some things that didn't go well, but guess what? It, it, it was our time, our turn to benefit from uh, good fortune. You know, there were some missed calls, but like I said, sometimes missed calls are good. So, man, feel good win, 32-21 to 21 as the commanders defeat the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Now, 
remember two years ago when we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were undefeated as well. I think they were 9-0 at the time. It was a Thursday night game, a replacement game because of COVID or whatever. And then we ended up winning that game and we with Alex Smith. You know, I mean, it was an amazing, amazing game. That defense was good. And then we made that run and we made the playoffs. I believe we made the playoffs that year. So this is one of those type games where you beat a really good team, undefeated, on the road. Huge, huge win. We're now 5-5 five and five with the Houston Texans coming up next. I don't want to look too far ahead, but it is what it is. You are listening to the Back Row Commander Show. Your host, Manny, on the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please uh, give me a rating, five-star, on Apple, Spotify, wherever that you catch your podcast, and I will catch you guys on that next episode. Hail to the commanders. Let's go. I'm out. Peace.